Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident Masoline Music. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing tonight, Bryce? I'm all right. I'm all right. You know what? That's, that sounds like it's pretty good to hear. Glad to hear you're doing all right. Well, um, there's a lot to talk about this episode. There, uh... We we decided we're gonna start with uh, the James Harden trade, which yeah, that happened. No, it definitely it certainly did. Yeah, so I got everything pulled up here. There's a lot to unfold with this. So, it is a three team trade for this specific trade between the Nets, the Rockets. And and then the Cavs just kind of said they wanted to join in for whatever reason, but well, they accept you're actually wrong because it's a four team trade. Well, I I was gonna get to the fourth team afterwards because there is a fourth team involved here, but not for the specifics, like not not for like the Harden trade itself. There was a fourth team afterwards, but you know we'll we'll just get to that. So. I guess we can just kind of go over everything that just that uh went down. So the Nets obviously got James Harden from the Rockets. That's, you know, the big ticket item here. Uh, they also got a 2024 second round pick from the Cavs. They gave away Jared Allen and Torian Prince and Alexander Vezinkov, who... I guess he was one of their guys or whatever. Um, so those guys all went to the Cavs. Then Curtis Levert, Rodian's Curix, and their 2022, 2024, and 2026 first. While there's also pick swaps with them in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. That's all going to Houston. So Houston got a hell of a haul for James Harden Houston, from the Nets. Houston also adds Victor Oladipo uh, yes, for that's, that's the fourth team that I was going to bring up. Um, the Rockets also got Dante Exum in a 2022 first, which is from Milwaukee, from the Cavs. Um, uh, yeah, and then the Oladipo, that is, I want to say that was, uh, Levert for, Levert and a second round pick for Oladipo. So, how are we feeling about this, Bryce? This, uh, this is something... It's a lot to unpack, that's for sure, in terms of, you know, value. But 
I mean, there's just a flat out answer. Um, the Nets are, you know, they're they're the new super team. I mean, they're all you see a lot of, you know, superstar duos in the league. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't much of a a super team until uh now. You know, now you have Kyrie. Well, maybe. Uh Kyrie's who knows, been who knows what's going on with Kyrie, but I mean we can't really say anything on Kyrie right now. Um but you know, if he comes back to if he comes back at full capacity with KD and James Harden, this team is special. I mean, even if Kyrie doesn't come back, this team is still uh gonna, you know, score points and a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, they, they're easily the favorites to win the East now. I mean, there's just no way they aren't. Um, obviously, we don't know what the hell's going on with Kyrie right now. Uh, I, I can't really comment on that because I have no clue what's going on. I just know he's doing what Kyrie does sometimes, I guess. But, um... I'm going to be honest, I hope this blows up. This blows up in their face. This would be objectively hilarious. How, how, I mean, how would it? How would it blow up? Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I guess they just don't come through. If they don't win a chip, this trade is for nothing. This This is a move you make when you are trying to go all in on winning a championship. I mean, no first-round draft picks for the next... Well, they do have a few because of the pick swaps, but you're giving away a lot of capital for James Harden. This move, if you're the Nets, you better get a chip out of this or some jobs are going to be in trouble. I mean, this is really... I think if they decide they want to win a chip, they will win a chip. I think they're going to sleepwalk through the East. Um, I mean, they definitely should. I don't think there's a team in the East that compares to this. Um, I think the big loser out of this is, truthfully, the 76ers, who were in contention. Um, And the package they offered the 76ers, I mean, they had to give up Simmons, but... We've said that before. If the Rockets are interested in trading you Harden, but you have to give up Simmons, you make that move. I mean, that's a move you make if you want to win a ring. Yeah. If you don't, don't, want, to win, if you don't do. want to win a ring eventually, what's it all? What's the whole point? I just don't think the Sixers are serious about it. I mean, that's a shame. Got to say, I it's. I think it's pretty clear, right? I mean. Obviously, you could you could argue Simmons um, is worth keeping, but I mean, mm, not for Harden. I don't know, man. It's a tough move to make. I forget. I think they wanted a Thigh. Did they want Thibel and Maxi? You know what? They did. They wanted Thibel and Maxi, and it's not like they're willing to give up Thibel, which was I thought was interesting. I mean, well, obviously you make the move regardless, but I'm, I'm kind of interested that it, that it was Maxi that they were really 
bent on holding on to. Well, him. he, I mean, Maxi is good, but I mean, it's James Harden. Yeah, we are talking about James Harden right now. Um, I actually the biggest loser is Karis Levert because he went from playing in New York to potentially playing in Houston to playing in Indiana. So yeah, that that just gets like progressively worse. It's I like mean, Houston's fun. Houston is fun, but that team's going nowhere right now. That's a team that, like, right now, yeah, they're not competing for the time. Okay, I mean, let's be honest. Like, would you rather not be competing in Houston or not be competing in Indiana? Oh, no question, Houston. Well, then there you go. Coming from someone who's been to both, Houston is definitely, like, better. But either way, like... You know, he probably is the biggest loser out of this. Besides I mean, he's going like to... The fucking box. He's probably going to develop into, you know, a very, very good player. Because Kyrgyz Levert is a very good player. Uh, now he might be the best player on that Pacer team with Old Depot gone. So he might develop into a, somewhat of a star, maybe, but... I don't know. I mean, he's not going to lead Indiana anywhere. Not in this East. Uh, the East was already tough enough. Actually, I'm tripping because Sabonis is probably the best player and probably was over Oladipo. But... I, you know, I think that... I mean, I think the East is a lot. I, I mean, I think we could confidently say Nets-Lakers should be the finals. I mean, there's That's no reason for it to be. not be. The only way I see that hap- that not happening is if the Nets have a huge meltdown in the postseason, but realistically, what are the odds that a team with Kyrie, KD, and now James Harden has a massive meltdown and doesn't make the finals? In an East that, I'm not going to say it's a cakewalk, but this team should have a Fairly easy time getting through the East. I, yeah, this team on paper is much, you know, better than anyone else. Far and away, better yeah, than anyone that's else. That's three All Stars right there. And I don't and know this how is, they're going to do the All Star game this year, but like, I don't think they are. If I are they even going to do All Star voting? I don't know. I, mean, I would think they have to, right? Because however, All Star incentives and shit. Yeah, know. that's true, but. What I do know is this is, you know, like I said, this is the first super team we've seen since KD left Golden State. Um, I A lot of people, I see a lot of narratives being spread about, you know, a lot of people throw LeBron in there because he's always thrown in there. Um, and they're always saying, you know, KD need help. You know, KD will always need help. He'll never win without help. He'll never lead a team. I don't know. I mean... I see where they're coming from, but it's kind of a, you know, it's hard to it's hard to make these arguments without looking fucking salty. But I don't know, man. I I mean, this Nets team is definitely the most skilled in the league. I mean, they're they're rolling out Joe Harris and DeAndre Jordan at the you know other positions, but like when you got Kyrie, Harden, KD. Yeah, exactly. I'll take Harris and Jordan if that's. Means that, I, like, I, you know, my other three starters are KD, Kyrie, and Harden. God, imagine if they kept Allen and got Jordan out of there. That would have been so fucking good for them. 
Allen is a legitimately solid center. Jordan DeAndre Jordan sucks, honestly. Like he's he's terrible, but I mean, doesn't yeah, really matter how much the Cavs played in this trade. Because there maybe there was a chance that the Cavs, if like you know, weren't a huge player in this trade, and the Nets were able to hold on to Allen. Holy shit! It would have been scary. I mean, it still is. But it's it it's been very been. scary, but like, come on, that's that's not okay. Cavs made out nicely as well. They didn't give up much, and they, I think their return's pretty good. They got Prince and uh, and Allen, two solid pieces. If the cat, I mean, the Cavs can maybe build a playoff team. I mean, the, it's not like the East is very strong. I don't know if this is their year to make a push for the eight seed. But... No, no, they're gonna have to work in free agency and the draft more. But I mean, there's foundation. There's something here. I mean, they got you know they got the sex land duo, you know. Truthfully, not a good name, and truthfully, I don't know how well they suit each other, but yeah, I'm not sure about the nickname, but if they can move Drummond for some value, that would be nice. When's uh when's the trade deadline? I know it's not for a while, but I don't remember. Trade deadline. It's looking like it's gonna be March twenty fifth. Yeah, time. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet, but Yeah, everything I'm seeing is looking like it's going to be late March, so I guess we'll see about that. Don't think there's anything else going on in the NBA, so I think we might no. be able, we could probably switch over to uh to NFL. Yeah, we got to talk about the the first wild card week. Wild card weekend, and let me just say. I am very happy with how they went about doing playoffs this year with the extra team. Because watching football from 1 to 11, both days of the weekend, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that immensely. So uh, I think that was a good thing for football. I know Damn shame. some of the there games were like, alright, but... There's like, you know, they had six games. Uh, like, you know, two of them were watchable. You know, I disagree. I would say that maybe only three. really. I would say that of all of the six games, I'd say at minimum four of them were watchable. I'd say three. The only one I outright had a hard time watching was Bears Saints. Bears Saints. I mean, yeah, that's one of the unwatchable ones. Well, let's let's go in order. We can talk about each of these games. So first up. Uh, Bills win 27-24, first playoff win in a quarter of a century for Buffalo. And, uh, boy, they had to earn it because the Colts, they, they, listen, they held their own. 
Honestly, this was more the Colts lost the game, not really the Bills won. I'm not very impressed with how Buffalo played, truthfully. Um, I just, I mean, I do I think, um, would, would I put them on uh, on the loss column this week? Well, we'll get there, but I'm probably not. But yeah, I, I think they were, they're very fortunate that they got out of this game. Um, I, they're lucky. They really are. And they, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. They deserve luck. They, you know, Buffalo has been an unserious franchise for, you know, honestly, its entire existence. So now that they have a chance to be a serious franchise, it's, you know, it's nice for them. Yeah, big time props to them for winning. The Colts, though, I mean, I know we kind of wrote, you wrote them off specifically saying like they were going to lose by double digits. Uh, they really kept it rather close for the most part. Obviously, it didn't end up the way, it, it ended up a lot closer than we expected. They probably could have pulled off a win towards the end. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, they should have flat out won the game. I mean, really. Probably. I mean, probably. Not to, they didn't take a field goal and didn't get on a fourth down. There's three points, tie game, missed a field goal, lead by three, dropped a touchdown, lead by 10, missed two point conversion. I mean, there's, I mean, could go out and on. They just, Made so many. They t- here's the thing. I'm not gonna say there was bad decisions made because I don't mind. You know, it's the playoffs. You're an underdog on the road. Take risk. You know, go for it on fourth and goal. Shit like that. I appreciate it, but it was not executed, um, and it cost in the game, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you know, it's it's hard to. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, so it's hard to really fault them necessarily for not taking certain risks that game. But it, it's really crazy to think how this game—you know—a few things fall differently. Colts probably win this game handily. Yeah, I think they—they they probably should have. If they execute better, they probably do win the game. But it's not how it went. So Buffalo gets to move on. All right, next game, Rams 30, Seahawks 20. What the fuck, Seattle? So Seattle got Seattle got bailed out because this was definitely going to be the most embarrassing playoff loss um, until, so, until something else happened the next night. But, yeah, this is fucking embarrassing. There was no reason Seattle loses this football game. There's no reason to give up 30 to the Rams in any circumstance. A team that's looked dead on offense for most of the season, and you let that happen? Come on, Seattle. All right. Technically, they only gave up 20, you know, 23. But that right. still would have lost. Enough, but that pick six, you know, we, we should talk about that too. That was rough. Listen, I mean... All, we heard all year, you know, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. And he went 11 of 27 and threw a pick six. Uh, uh, in a, I don't know if you uh, follow Urinating Tree, but uh, he's like a sports commentator. He's like, he's absolutely hilarious. Um, he made a video after that game trolling the Seahawks. 
where like you know he was bringing up like the whole let Russ cook thing, and then he just switched to a compilation of Gordon Ramsay just cursing out people on his show. <laughs> it was one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. Listen, man. If this is what Russ cooking looks like, uh, established a run. Yeah, and I guess no, they're, they're not going to establish the run. Why would they establish the run? They got to let, let Russ run. cook. They just got to let Russ cook. Tell you what, though, in the couple of games DK's played in the playoffs, very happy with his performance. I think he's played well in those postseason games. He's literally, him and Lockett are like the two main parts of this offense that are really shining right now. I know. I don't know, man. Let Russ cook, but. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, move on from Russell. No, definitely that, not. That would, that would be kind of crazy, but like, if he if he repeats shit like this next year, it might, it might be time. He's not getting any younger. There might need to be some dialogues to be started about Russell Wilson if that keeps happening. Yeah, if he can't if he can't pull it together, then absolutely. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, has he really looked that good in the playoffs since he threw the interception to Malcolm Butler? <sighs> no. I mean, that was almost seven years. No, that was almost six years ago. I he mean, he hasn't really done anything else in the playoffs. I think he's gotten like well, one or two wins, but. Since since he's lost the Legion of Boom, he hasn't been able to make it back to the conference championship. Interesting. And I mean, and I mean, that's not. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, he can't carry the team on his own." I mean, I'm not going to expect that from anybody. Everyone's got to do their part. This is a team game. But I mean, if you're not going to, you know, as a quarterback, if you're not going to lead him anywhere, then I mean, it, next man up. You know, I mean. And I'm not going to say it's Russ's time. Like, Russ, I mean, he deserves more shots. He's done so much for this franchise. But got to get something going. You know, you got to be, you got to actually make let Russ Cook mean something. You know, you can't go out and go 11 or 27 and with a pick six in a, in a home playoff game against a division rival. I mean, you're cooking with Gatorade. You're cooking Gatorade pasta. I mean, <laughs> fuck that video. Ah, <laughs> uh, that dude, that's so gross. It was, it was bad. And the final game of the night on Saturday night, Buccaneers versus the football team. The Buccaneers squeak it out. I'll, I'll give the I'll give football team props. It was a that was gutsy. It really was. Uh, you know, and I I can appreciate that. I'm not gonna give participation trophies, but I I I see them. That was gutsy. I appreciate it. Taylor um, Heineke deserves all the props in the world for that. Yeah, he 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 laid it all on the line. I'm not gonna sit here and say you know he should be their starter going into next year. Uh, I think quarterback should definitely be their main focus, and they really fucked up by making the playoffs. But I mean, I not necessarily. I, I, I think if there's a team in the NFC East that benefits the most from making the playoffs, I think it is Washington right now because it shows that there is something there for them. This team's a young team with like you know young talent on offense. It's got a young defense with a lot of potential. I think this is very encouraging for Washington. Um, obviously, it's a hindrance in that you're probably not going to get one of the top quarterbacks in this draft. But honestly. 
if one of those guys, like one of the top five guys, slips, Washington should be all over that. And that Washington's going to be a force next season if they get like a consistent quarterback. I mean, I think the pick should be a QB at, I think, 19. Um, I want to – actually, I want to say it's earlier than that. Actually, maybe not. I forget exactly, but it might be nineteen. Yeah. Actually, but. draft draft QB is their should be their number one priority. Um, and I'll tell you what, this team they definitely showed. You know, they showed us why they that game was prime time. They're they are a good football team, no pun intended. Honestly, I gotta think this game probably got Heineke a backup job this off season. Probably, I mean, maybe he stays and becomes our backup. He he played gutsy, man. I'll give him props. He he really laid it all out there. And that's really all you can ask, especially from a fucking four stringer who's never taken snaps before. And you want to put him against Tom Brady in a playoff game. Tom Brady had more rings than he had snaps. Damn. And he still went out and did that. I mean, that was impressive. I that was very impressive. I'll give them props. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. Uh, Baltimore 20, Tennessee 13. This was this was kind of sloppy, but, you know, Baltimore got the things done that they need to get done. Tennessee, that, those last three quarters were atrocious. Tennessee, I mean, listen, man, that was, it's just... I don't know how to feel about them going in the next year now. Maybe I mean we 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 did say when it happened in the offseason that Tannehill deal was uh, not good, and he had a good regular season. But if they're you know going to be wild card exits consistently, then it really wasn't. This a good team deal. should have higher ambitions than just making the playoffs. I'll tell you this though: I'll give the Ravens their flowers. Derrick Henry had a two thousand yard season, and he looked below average. I mean, he got neutralized. I that, don't think anyone had held Derrick Henry to under, like, four yards a carry this season. 2. Baltimore 2. held them to, like, yeah, 2.2. 2.2. That is very impressive. I mean, it it really is something. Um, and they're lucky, man, because if Lamar lost this game, you already know what the... Uh, what the what the narrative would have been? It would the narrative would have continued. And I'm not, and I ain't, I ain't gonna say. I mean, uh, we saw that pick; it was atrocious. But he didn't really make any other mistakes. He had like, that yeah, massive he touchdown run. Lamar well. didn't look great throwing the ball. Obviously, he had some phenomenal running, especially that touchdown. Um, I don't think narratives are erased yet because he hasn't exactly had like a great game yet in the playoffs. Not that I'm like doubting Lamar. I know he's going to, you know, have some great playoff moments eventually, but I don't think narrative, the narrative is going to die until he does. If he beats the bills this upcoming week, if he beats the bills, that's going to really shift the narratives a bit. God, imagine Ravens Chiefs NFC Championship or AFC Championship game like we were supposed to get last year. 
Again, it'd be fun. It would. That would be a wild game. Granted, I think that Chiefs Bills is probably our best shot right now, but we'll get to that. Um, the real shit show of this first round: Bears at Saints. Saints won twenty-one nine. Um, you know what? The important part of this game was that Mitch Trubisky won MVP. That's what matters. I think the only highlight of this game is that it was on Nickelodeon. And it was hilarious. I couldn't even really watch. I couldn't watch the Nick broadcast. It was. I know what, that like it's on Nickelodeon and all, so they're trying to get younger kids to find Here's more of an appeal to the sport. But it, it was it just. Was, it it was less about the fact that it was on Nickelodeon and more about. It it was less about the actual broadcast and more about the fact it was on Nickelodeon because the jokes. An interaction from that was hilarious. And I, I think that was the main goal. Um, it, it was just, it's a very funny concept. Oh, it's uh, a hilarious concept, but I just couldn't watch the Nick broadcast. It was... Well, it's not for you. Yeah, still though, I mean... You're a grown-ass, but you were probably drinking that shit. What, you were probably drinking a fucking... Bud Light Seltzer watching Fuck. the okay. Nick broadcast. I'm, I'm actually offended <laughs> that you would suggest that I would drink some nasty... I haven't drank in Bud Light in like... Okay, actually, I did have some at Halloween, but that was because I was out of my other beer, but that's beside the point. But Bud Light see, Seltzer, see, good see, that's God, Bryce. You, you, just said, you, just, you said, oh, I was out of my other beer. If you're out of your other beer, you, you the Nick broadcast is not for you. You are a grown-ass man. You know, I, I still want to address this whole Bud Light Seltzer shit, though. That is, <laughs> you know what, my, my, my attorney is going to be in contact with you for that. I mean, that um, is, Actually, I don't drink Bud Light Seltzer. Um, no, 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 no. Bud Light <laughs> Seltzer is... Fucking nasty. Well, seltzer's not that good. Yeah, I don't like seltzers in general, but the Bud Light seltzers, that is like... I'd be rather drinking battery acid <laughs> than a Bud Light seltzer. Oh my God. And that's not, like, hyperbolic. That That is... I, I literally... I didn't even mean the, like... I, I didn't mean to offend you. I just seltzer. You said oh, Bud just, Light Seltzer, Bryce. I just wanted to say an alcoholic beverage, and Bud Light Seltzer was the first thing that came Good to my mind. God. God help us all, man. <laughs> Fuck Bud Light Seltzer. I'm going to intentionally buy you Bud Light Seltzer. I, you know what? I'm, hmm. I was going to say something that would have gotten me canceled, so we're going to pass on that. Yeah, so anyways, hey. Saints and Bears played a football game. Nah, they didn't. Next game. <laughs> Fuck the Bears. They really kept pace as well. They kept I, pace I don't, and Nagy. Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> again, I'm gonna and Mr. Trubisky. <laughs> well, we'll see about Trubisky. But... Actually, they'll probably move him. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna bring it back to urinating tree. He made a really good point when he was doing like a recap video of like all the teams that made the postseason. This was the worst case scenario for the Bears in making the postseason, Because ownership is going to get complacent, and they're just going to say, like, okay, yep, Pace and Nagy got us to the postseason, so we don't need to change anything. No, you do need to change things. <laughs> they went 8-8 eight and eight and didn't even score a touchdown. They're like, yep. 
like, I don't know how you look at the Bears and think, yeah, no, this is good. We don't need to change anything. Well, they're going to go after a quarterback, I'm going to assume. I would certainly hope so. Actually, I lied. They they did score a touchdown. I was, uh, I was capping, as they say in the business. I apologize. It was with three seconds left. <laughs> That's right. You know, I was trying to remember when they scored a touchdown, but it was literally Jimmy Graham with a one-handed, one-handed snag. First time Jimmy Graham's done anything of note in like the last three seasons or something. That was the like second that. pass he caught of the game as well. And it was like 90% of his yards. Mitch Trubisky no. is stat padding. <laughs> stat padding and still having a terrible performance. Yeah, the that's Mitch bad. Trubisky experience. That really, that really is the Mitch experiment, huh? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, Saints... They did what we expected them to do. They made the Bears, you know, look like garbage, which they are. Um, I don't think they there's really much. Thought they were. Yes, they I were. Was about we the thought Bears they were too. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Life imitates yeah. art. Yeah, it does. It does. I. I I'm just pissed the Bears even made it. You know, it's such a it's such a damn shame because they expanded the you know they expanded the shit the playoffs, and in the AFC you had the you had the ten and six um who was it Dolphins miss out um and you had who else I mean that's really the only good team that missed yeah, out. The Dolphins were the odd team out there. Yeah, you had the ten and six Dolphins miss out, but you know on the other side you have the eight and eight Bears, the seven and nine football team, who was hosting a home game. Like it's such a it's, yeah, football's a funny sport, man. It really is. It, there's really no other sport like that, really. Now we have to talk about the the gem. Oh boy, I've been waiting for this the, one. I've been waiting for gem. this one. 48-37 Browns over Steelers. Let me just say, that first quarter was some of the funniest comedy I have ever watched just in my life. I have never laughed hard. harder. Keep in mind, I was like 10 or 11 years old when I saw the butt fumble for the first time. I laughed harder in that first quarter than I did as a little kid watching Mark Sanchez run into his own lineman's ass and fumble it, in which the Patriots returned it for a touchdown. I laughed harder at that football, at that first quarter of football, than at the funniest play in NFL history. I, it's a, you know, it's really, it's a, it's a very interesting that, you know, Chase Claypool decides to tweet, losing, never heard of her, and then they go like one in five to close out the season. <laughs> they are literally one in six since he made that tweet. Oh, is it one in six? So, oh wait, no, no you were right. You were right. You were right. You're right. It was one. It was one in five. Damn. I mean, oh my god. I just that is so embarrassing. I love it. I love it. I fuck the Steelers. I fucking hate them. Uh, they're they are the they're one of the more annoying. Fan bases and teams in the NFL. This year, they were the annoying team in the NFL. That fucking all them fucking TikToks and Corvette, Corvette. Like, 
why don't you drive your Corvette Corvette back to USC, Juju? You need some fucking work. Juju needs to fucking retire, dog. I mean, that's a bit extreme, but God. You know, I mean, look, how are you going to come out and say the Browns is the Browns and then let them put up 28 on you in the first quarter? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Browns is the Browns. They're down 28 nothing in the first quarter. And let me, let me, let me shift over to. Big Ben a little bit. Four interceptions. <laughs> Four of them. I I mean that is just how how do you how do you sleep with yourself at night for other reasons as well? But oh god, we went like there. all right. I mean, <laughs> not that you're wrong. I mean, continue, but I just that is just embarrassing. He needs to hang it up. Um, you know, here's the thing though. Here's the thing about Roethlisberger. Why would you hang it up when you're due forty-one million dollars next season? Oh yeah, that's a that is just embarrassing. <laughs> oh yeah, the Steelers are the Steelers are not. They're they're done for. I mean, they if they don't get rid of Roethlisberger, and I don't know how the fuck they're gonna. Yeah, I mean, even if you her. even if you cut them, that's still twenty-two million dollars of dead cap. So the only way you're getting rid of that contract. Is if he retires. Here's the thing. I I think the Steelers are like on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I know they had a fucking stinker. I mean, giving up, you know, all those points, but like Big Ben did throw four fucking picks. There's not you can only ask your defense for so goddamn much. Um I think the Steelers defense is gonna be just fine. It's just they they have no offense. Like there is legitimately the only good offensive player is fucking Claypool, and he's like okay. He's a good yeah. young wide receiver, but like, I I don't like the route this is going with Claypool. He like Juju Juju fucking sucks. James Conner reeks. Big Ben is literally a corpse. The line is not getting any younger. They need to figure shit out on the offensive side of the ball, or they're they're gonna waste that good defense. That defense is good and youthful, so they need to get something going. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that. It's <laughs> offensively, they're a fucking mess. Juju, who knows what's going on in Juju's head right now? He's he's turning to a slightly more wholesome AB. Dude, Except he's AB, not nearly as good. Man, he Juju AB called him Boo Boo Smith Schuster, and he has been fucking garbage. Since. It's amazing how you know we're about we're like a year and a half removed from the whole AB saga ending in Pittsburgh. And A.B. turned out to be right. Yeah, I was going to say, ain't that a bitch? A.B. was right the whole fucking time. He was right. We all looked at him like a fucking we, mad man. We owe A.B. a sincere apology. Like, yeah. he. I mean, he did do some crazy... Like, I, he did do some crazy like, shit I'm not gonna, the field. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to excuse like, him nearly killing a kid by throwing furniture out of a condo or... No, that was know, fucked up. A, a lot of the shit he did, but when it came to the Steelers... Nah, he was right. He was a hundred percent right. Not a right. single lie. Zero. And so lies. was and you, and you know what? So was Le'Veon. Unfortunately, Le'Veon Le, unfortunately, Le'Veon decided, yeah, I'm gonna go play for the Jets. So his career is like over. But yeah, no, AB was well, com- now he's, AB now he's was with the Chiefs. So oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. So now he gets rewarded with a with a ring. He might. Yeah. I mean, good chance of it. 
I completely forgot about that. Whoops. He's been there a long fucking time, thing, though, too. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, true. He's been kind of quiet. But what's Clyde's out, right? So maybe he'll... Um, I don't know if he's out, but I know he's going to be... At most, he's going to be limited. He's going to be pitch counted, probably. But, um... So, yeah, speaking of this coming week, we got the divisional round coming up this weekend. And we're going to get kicked off with the 430 game. We got Rams at Packers. Green Bay favored by 6.5 at home. Um, I got a feeling this is either going to be like a really good, really close game, or Rodgers is just going to come out and just make the Rams look stupid. Well, it's another case of uh, what we said last week. You know, if we said if Washington's defense can't stop the Bucks, they're going to lose the game because their offense isn't uh, isn't good enough to keep up. I think it's kind of the same situation. Uh, the Rams may have had a, a solid performance against Seattle, but Seattle fucking reeks. This Packer team is a legitimate good defense. Has a legitimately good defense. Um, and I think that's going to get put to use. I don't think Jared Goff is going to, you know, go out there with one thumb and hoop on the Packers defense. That just isn't going to happen. So I think the Packers lock this up at home. I would certainly hope so because the Packers have been so much fun to watch this season. If they come out and put a goose, lay a goose egg against the Rams, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That would very much hurt Rodgers' legacy, like more than most other playoff losses in his career. Because this Packer team should go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. With the state of the NFC right now, I would say so. Like, there's I none of the teams left should be beating the Packers. So if they lose before the Super Bowl, that would hurt. All right. So the Saturday night game, we got Ravens at Bills in Orchard Park. Buffalo favored by two and a half at home. Um, this is going to be a huge game for how we see Lamar Jackson right now. We saw him get his first playoff win this week. But it was a really sloppy win against a team that is not nearly as good as the Bills. So I'll I tell think this you is what, gonna be really a big test for the Ravens. To hey, see I'll tell you out. what. I'll tell you what. When the Titans and Bills played, Titans fucking shit down their throat. So it's gonna that be interesting to happen. see. And I'll be honest with you, the Ravens. I mean, it was a sloppy game, but they did impress me at least on defense. And the Bills did not. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bills. I think the Bills. Uh, I think they they know what their expectations are. They understand what they're meant to do. Um, and I think they do their job against the Ravens. Um, this is, though, if there was a team, if there was a a uh, team I was going to pick against the favorite, it would be the Ravens. And I think that makes sense because you know, they are uh, the closest game as of right now, I believe. But uh, Point spread-wise... Yes, barely. I I just this is going to be a very interesting game. I think I think it's very possible the Ravens win this game. 
I think it is. I am gonna go with the Bills though. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Buffalo gets the job done. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. At three oh five, we got Browns at Chiefs in Arrowhead. Browns, thank you for embarrassing the Steelers on national television. Now fuck off, please. Just... Yeah, I mean I'm not, I I know I was shit on the Steelers. I don't like the Browns either. But I mean, I'm happy for you all and all, but Chiefs, Chiefs should do the job. Chiefs Chiefs are going to get this. Yeah, Chiefs should do their job. I don't think there's really much else to say about that. I think it's I think it's just that simple. All right. And the 640 game, we got Buccaneers at Saints in the Superdome. The point spread is New Orleans minus three, but let's let's be honest, this game isn't going to be that close. We've seen what the Saints did to the Buccaneers both times this season. Um, this game's going to be a shit show for Tampa. I think I I I don't agree necessarily, but I do think the Saints are going to win. I think the Saints, um, they had a good, they had a very you know calm warm up game against the Bears. Luckily for them, um, and. I mean, if if Taylor Hineke is going to give the Bucks a hard time, I don't know what they're going to do to Drew Brees. I mean, not saying Drew Brees is good, but, like, Drew Brees is definitely more experienced. He's been here before. Uh, I mean, and so has Tom Brady, obviously. But I don't know, man. This is uh, This is the game, you know, this is the QB matchup we've been waiting for in the playoffs for a long time, and... I think I think we waited too long. I don't think it's going to be exciting. My only issue with the Heineke comparison here is that Heineke is way more athletic than Breeze is. True. So Heineke, his big thing was like he was mobile. Like he could get around the pocket. He could run. He had like that 30-yard touchdown run where he had to like leap like 14 feet or something like that just to score. Um Breeze is definitely the better passer, and I don't think it's a very controversial statement for me to make. So, obviously, it's going to be tougher for the Buccaneers, you know, coverage-wise. But I do still think the Saints handle them just based on what we've seen the last two meetups this season between these two teams. Granted, I would love to see Tampa Bay win this game and then go on to Green Bay. Because I think that would be a really fun matchup. But I just think that the Saints have this. So now we're going to wrap up the episode talking about the new hires. Well, not necessarily. We're not going to wrap it up with that, but we are going to talk about the new hires. That because... Well, there's been two hires. Um, the first one, Urban Meyer. Going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think um, this one's. I mean, this one's a more surprising. I think. I mean, I didn't think this was seriously going to happen. Like, I know people were throwing around his name. Like, yeah, what if the Jaguars went after Urban Meyer? And I don't think anyone really took that seriously at first. But then, you know, some rumors started getting thrown around. You know, it started to pick up a little traction. And now. Now Urban Meyer is coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think is a really interesting hire. It really, uh, I don't think he's had any serious experience at the NFL level, has he? I think he's strictly been college. So, 
Yes, he. I. I don't think he's ever coached the NFL level. Here's the thing. I actually. I. I just. I don't like it. I don't like this hire, and I might eat my words. Uh, but I'm just saying, if if for some reason, uh, you know, Urban Meyer's you know kidney hurts after week five, I, you know. That's true. He does have a lot of health issues going on, which, like, you know, that's was a big factor with him in his last years at Ohio State. So, I, I mean, I was making a joke because he, you know, faked that shit at Florida, and I thought that was just scummy as fuck. But nah, man, listen, I don't trust Urban Meyer. I don't think I just don't like it. I just don't. I don't think it's going to fit. I don't think it's going to work out. And I might eat my words, but I just don't see it. So this could, I think it definitely could have been a worse move. Like you could have gone with Adam Gates. You could have gone with Matt Patricia. You could have gone with a lot worse. With I, I mean, Let's be honest. But I don't think Matt Patricia is getting a head coaching job again. I certainly hope not. I Yeah, I, really, I, I, I hope not. I hope not. But. If you really wanted an offensive-minded head coach like Urban Meyer, why not take a flyer on Eric Bieniemy? That's I the mean, thing. I I mean, that's the thing for the other team as well that made a hire. I don't know why not wait. You know, um, Bieniemy definitely. Bieniemy, I don't know, man. I think he he um he probably he might, he might be one of the better coaches in the NFL if he got if he was a head coach but i think he it's one of those guys where like i don't see how you don't so i'm i'm so i'm not necessarily surprised that he doesn't have a job yet like a head coaching job yet but i am surprised that like so the texans are looking for a head coach right now deshaun watson had to strong arm them into giving him an interview that's another thing that the the Sean Watson situation as really, well is something it's a total to work mess out for Houston, which I feel like that's not the first time we've said that the Texans are an absolute mess right now. But uh, Houston sports is a fucking disaster. And you know what the worst part is? Not a single soul feels bad for him. Nope. Not not a bit. They deserve it. Some of the most unlikable teams in sports. I mean, honestly, like, let's be honest. Well, they the Rockets don't deserve it, but the Texans deserve it. The Astros certainly fucking deserve it. I mean, this is what it is. Oh well. So the other hire, and this one, I'm not necessarily surprised that they went with him. I'm a little surprised that. Uh, well, I'm not necessarily surprised at all, really. Uh, the Jets hired Robert Sala, the former, the former 49ers defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I don't hate this move for the Jets. I don't necessarily know if I would have gone with him over Biennemi. But, again, there are far worse guys you could have taken. And if you wanted a defensive-minded head coach... Realistically, this is probably one of the best ones you could have gone with. I mean, so, I agree. I don't. I don't hate it. I I think it's a neutral move. They give him a five year deal. We'll see how that goes. I'm pretty sure they but gave Gase a five a five year deal too. So, Gase. I don't know why they ever even hired Adam Gase. That might have been 
I guess I'm they gonna... really like the mediocre offense in Miami that season, but I think him, the Gase hire and the uh Patricia hire were the two worst in That was the memories. same offseason, wasn't it? It it might have been. I don't remember. It might have been. Actually, no, I think um Um Gase was hired. He might have been hired in 2019, actually. Because Patricia was hired in 2018. He was... Yeah, 2019. So so Patricia had a season more on him, but... (sighs) I mean... It's it's just... I I don't think Salah is a... Or Salah. How do you say those names? I, I say Salah, like a what's his name? Um isn't like a soccer player with the last name yeah, Salah. Yeah. Salah, I mean he's Salah is not a bad hire. I don't think it's it's not the it's you're right, it's not the worst thing they could have done. But like they could have hired fucking Bill O'Brien. Imagine. Whew. That would have been funny. Go from one meme of an offensive head coach to another. I think, you know, I think the Jets want to be serious. I think this is a serious hire. Um, I don't know if this puts them anywhere past the worst team in the AFC East, though. That's the thing. Well, oh, no, absolutely not. Because, listen, the head coach, head coach is the head coach, but he can't fucking, you know, work fucking miracles. He's got to have a roster to work with. And this roster, quite frankly, I mean, they're kind of in a weird spot. Do they keep Darnold or do they not? Do they, you know, do they build around Darnold or do they go somewhere else? Do they want to get wideouts? Do they want to get defense? I mean, there's a lot of holes on this team. It's going to take a while to fill. And really, when you're in a position like that, you need a guy who can rally the the locker room. Adam Case (laughs) was far from that guy. Um, he never was that guy. He never will be. Uh, and we'll see if Salah can be. I, I think, I think he can be. I mean, he comes from a very elite defense. I mean, you saw what that defense healthy could do. They went to the fucking Super Bowl, and the defense was the very, you know, that was the driving point of that team, was just how good that Forty Nine er defense was. And uh, yeah, he was and the man behind it. I know the 49ers were pretty abysmal this season. But they had you know, looking at the stats, yeah, they did have a lot of injuries. They still finished with like the number five defense or something like that in the NFL. I don't think a lot of people talk about that. The 49ers well, defense, despite injuries, they were still pretty solid this season. So, I mean... It's a good sign for the Jets. It, it is. is a good sign for the Jets. I think we can wrap it up there. Well, not quite. What do we got? We haven't talked about the national championship. Man. Bama won Mickey Mouse championship. Congratulations. All right, then. Fair enough. (laughs) Please, please put Devontae Smith on my football team. Where are the Giants picking this year? 
too far down. <laughs> it's not top ten. I don't think. I you know I don't even know. I don't know if uh, he'll even fall far enough. He might. No, might no. Go top ten. He's not. The New York Football Giants are picking pick number 11. Okay, that's not unreasonable. Nah, he's not falling to 11. He probably won't. But, I mean, looking at this team, a lot of these teams have bigger needs than wide receiver. Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are either drafting a lineman or Devontae. If I'm the Bengals, I'm moving up for an offensive team. I'm picking up for fucking Sowell. I wouldn't blame him. Because I'm pretty sure I'm, you know, Miami might actually just go ahead and draft him at three. They could. I mean, there's nothing stopping them. Or the Jets could just be totally stupid and draft him. I I have no idea what the Jets are going to do right now. It wouldn't even be that fucking crazy. You get Darnold the line and Devontae. It's really not that bad. Yeah, but you'd have to go so well at two if you were going to go that route. Maybe. But we'll well, get maybe more. Maybe not necessarily because uh, they just took that guy from Louisville last draft. Yeah, Beckton, he's, he's good. He did a very good year. He's oh. like the bright spot of that embarrassing ass team. Jets might take Sarah Fuller at two. Who knows? Fuck it. He's a kicker. That was the kicker from Vanderbilt. Yeah, I yeah. know. You know, they could they could use a kicker. Why not? Fuck it. You know, keep keep the draft boards on their toes. That would app yeah, that would. You know, never know what they're gonna do. You know, keep everybody guessing. That's uh how you win football games. It's not. No. Anyways. Thank you for listening to episode 127 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick, spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beerizz, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.